This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. All right. So check this out. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So check this out. Have you guys ever gone out in public and seen these people that seem like overly affectionate? Like they're kissing, they're kissing in public, holding hands, and just extra lovey dovey, right? Yeah. Sure. Every now and then. Every now and then. I've seen it before. So there was a recent study that came out um, at the University of Sydney, and another university and coalition did a study that said those people that are overly affectionate especially at the onset of their relationships it's going to fail less, are less likely to survive or are more prone to divorce than any other group so if you are a curmudgeon yep. like me that doesn't care for all of that pda <laughs> that's why my that's why my marriage has sustained itself for almost 20 years hey, i just want to sh- I just want to tell all you people I mean, who are in long-term relationships or about to be married, do not listen to fucking Sean just now. Do not take his advice at all, okay? Let me tell you something. If you're in a relationship and your mate wants some PDA, give them the fucking PDA. Do not withhold the PDA. It is not in your best interest. It will cause strife. Elgin is a liar. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole lot of things, but I ain't gonna lie to you. You fuck around nah, and die through your no, wife or husband. No reason to withhold. Okay, there's no reason to withhold PDA. But you know that you know. All jokes aside, though, we all know some people that are not that way. They're not meant for that. Like I, I have a friend of mine that he refuses. Right, his wife is like he's the most endearing and loving husband. He's extra soft, like when we go in the house, but outside in public. And she had to, she had to train herself not to expect in public to be all extra with him. And I was like, really? I said, he trained you to not expect to be loved up on in public. She's like, it was hard. It was an issue, like Elder was saying, it was an issue of contention for at least the first four or five years of their relationship. But after a while, she's like, okay. This is the dude that I love. I mean, he's not, he's different in the house than he is in public. I guess that's the sacrifice I'm going to have to make for the man that I love. And to to be clear, this dude is not mean and nasty to his wife out in public, right? He still treats her respectfully. They still are together and all those things. He just does not give her public displays of affection out in public we don't want to paint an erroneous picture of this dude i think there's something fucking mental about this dude but hey um you know what then what why, again why do what i say mental you immediately go to I schizophrenia mean, i'm not saying no no i mean i mean no no it's uh, i mean it, it, it's hard not to wonder it's hard not to wonder if the brother does not equate pda with a negative experience, with a traumatic yes. experience. You know what I'm that's saying? it. Like, that's it. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not. I'm just speculating, but you know, maybe yeah. 
he saw his parents do all that in public, but then at home, it was wop, wop, wop. Or maybe they saw his parents do that in public and at, they got a divorce right away and it caused them pain. There could be a variety of reasons. That's why I say mental. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious to find out. I would love to have a conversation about a conversation that I'm sure she's had. Why don't you want to have... Pub- and I think that's a hell of a sacrifice too, by the way, just to be yeah. clear. I Kudos to her for well, hold public, public displays of affection is a drastic sacrifice? You spend how much of your time in public Hold on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I think any, listen, I think anything you do change-wise is a huge sacrifice in a relationship. I think that's, I think that is, I think that's a lot to ask someone, particularly a woman who desires and likes that. For women, they often connect that to being loved, being respected, that type of thing. And when that shit doesn't I give you that. happen, I give you that. I give you that. it makes a difference. So I, I'm that. curious just, to just figure out wanted. why. Yeah, just being wanted. I'm curious to find out why he's like what. I mean, I'm not judging mm-hmm. you. I dig it. I know a lot of brothers like that. Uh, I know women like that. What's funny is that I didn't even, what Phil broke down about, you know, the public displays of affection and then you go home and it's a whole totally different world. I that trauma, I could see how that trauma would lead him to be like, nah, man, I mean, I'm gonna I'm leave that that's, alone. That's usually, yeah. how the, that's usually how domestic violence looks, man. Mm-hmm. Damn, man, I didn't want to start it off all heavy. Shit, fuck. So, yes, I'm sorry, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. you want some fuck shit? He's cheating. That's why he's not. <laughs> he's cheating. Well, he's man, cheating, I mean, and, and her name is Tyrone. So that is, that, is on, that is on the multiple choice list. You know what I'm saying? That, you know what? Yes! Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is incredible in the Black Podcast. And in case you want to wear, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your Black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who know to show their wives public displays of affection. I want to make sure that we have that on the record so that when please Elgin At when Elgin lies on me 23 mark <laughs> when, when Elgin lies on me I know that I have it recorded that I said that <laughs> I am your host Big O Mr. In the Black himself but you know I can never do this alone let me introduce the rest of my therapy team Crush say what's up peace everybody <laughs> I know I know I know I know L say what's up to the folks man what's up people how y'all <laughs> no doubt and if you're checking this out on YouTube make sure you hit that thumbs up button and hit that subscribe button as well both go a long way make sure you follow us across social media at in the black PDCST on Facebook Twitter and on Instagram but most importantly we want you to come on over and join the family L please tell these folks how they can do that if they want to do that man Come on over to our website, www.intheblackpdcst.com. On the left-hand corner, right-hand corner, I am not. I sound like Bob Barker just now, didn't I? That was <laughs> a good Bob Barker impression. That was good. <laughs> just, Man, just, type in, just, just, just type in In The Black Podcast in the search engine. All right, delete your X videos address, the Pornhub address, <laughs> and put in in the black podcast and it'll bring you know some real black shit and not some black ass so pull that up and then what and then what's it? oh god oh I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying no you're trying. not you're not trying no, at all I'm really not, I'm really not. You're not. but then in the right hand corner you can click the become family tab and listen man 
the Become Family tab is a different color than it was last week, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> last week it was white. This, this week it's a transparent background. So, that means if you click it now, you're even more important and more valued than you were last time. Because we don't click on a whole lot of white shit around here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so click on the Become Family tab, scroll down. There's a number of things you can do. You can buy swag. At some point in time, we're going to have more of the In the Black podcast mugs. Those joints were fire. Is a bitch. Yo, exactly. <laughs> Listen, hey. I'm going to have. I'm, I'm going to need. Hey. I'm going to need to have Phil start doing the fucking Patreon shit because you. We ain't never going to get sponsored with the way this nigga should be talking. I mean, our Patreons have gone up, man. I mean, we've we got yeah, one in the past six months. I think we're doing pretty damn good. I mean, you know. I mean, I think it's pretty good, man. But hey, the other two options, if you want to donate directly to the show, please, dollar please. sign in the black PDCST. We appreciate that. And sincerely, the Patreons that we do have, we actually love and appreciate it, y'all. We appreciate y'all so much that we created a whole fucking segment just for y'all. I mean, we show up to this motherfucker 30 minutes early just to give you a fucking segment to make sure that your credit card doesn't bounce every month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we can, get, we can get you little five lousy ass dollars. So <laughs> but we do is a motherfucker you. boy. Guys, man, you guys are phenomenal. Truly. You would want to become a Patreon of the show. Uh, what you're getting now is nothing compared to the off the cuff segment. The off the cuff segment that we had today went from fucking therapy to jokes in a blink of an eye and it was all on point and phenomenal so yeah. that's a good idea to check that out and we got some other shit that i was going to tell you about yeah no doubt it's time for us to uh what is it what do they say it's time for us to pay the bills man Tonight's Black Box Letter is brought to you by AudiobooksNow.com. You all know that here at the ITB, we love us some books. But given our busy schedules, a lot of the times it's hard to sit down with one. But Audiobooks Now helps us to fix all of that. Now we can listen to our favorite books in the car with the kids, while we're cooking, or just whenever. And if you act now, you can get up to 50% off your first purchase. Head on over to www.intheblackpodcast.com forward slash audiobooks now and if you use the link there you can take advantage of this opportunity right now this is an affiliate link so it's not going to cost you anything additional but when you use the link it kicks us back a little bit of change thank you guys for supporting us <laughs> i'm so glad you muted that shit bro i'm so glad you muted me on that shit you are you are savage that's, Bruh, that's the only you, had, if you put another black dude in one of them tight ass medium ass t-shirts in one of these damn cups. I'm gonna lose my damn oh mind. My All these racial ass ambiguous dudes with the curly hair chopping your fucking onions take it, you, need, like, you need bro, to take it up with that. the ad, you need to take it up with the ad with the marketing with the marketing department. With the marketing take, department. Take later. it up with the marketing I, I department. Don't no problems with your wife. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Great job, by the way. 
great job. You, <laughs> you, know, you know good motherfucker boy. Okay, okay, okay. Yo. All shenanigans aside, uh, we have a black, black box, box letter. letter to we have a black box letter tonight that is actually a conversation that was presented to me by a listener who has been listening not for a very long time, but long enough that he felt comfortable asking us what we thought or for some advice, as you, as you guys know. We touched on this a little bit in our off the cuff segment, if you were privy to that conversation, right? But tonight's conversation of Black Box Litter comes from Angel. And Angel says, he's Dominican, but. <laughs> Angel saying, says, "Angel, or you can't read Angel. Which one?" No, it's an, an, Angel, Angel, whatever. They, how are they? Okay, I'm sorry. No, no judgment I, on that. I, yeah. I, I know that you're culturally insensitive sometimes, but you know, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> says, "What's good, man? What's going on?" Um, basically, what he's saying is this: uh, for some reason, he's been dating. He's been dating his current girlfriend for some time he just made her his fiance okay so he has proposed to her okay and his concern is that for whatever reason for almost the entirety of the time that he's been with his fiance his mother-in-law has never really liked him they don't necessarily don't do it. They don't have many conversations, and even when they don't have these conversations, they don't have conversations. But she's always some sort of way to him, according to him. Okay, and what he's saying is that um, that he's never had a conversation with her specifically about it, but that he's asked his fiance, and that his fiance has said that for whatever reason, her mother-in-law feels that he isn't quote unquote good enough for her. Okay, so I want to make sure that. Okay. Yeah, feels that she's not he's not good enough for her. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. Um, this young man, and he starts laying out the 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 breakdown for me in terms of what he's done. He's like, he's thirty four years old. He has an MBA. He makes really good money. He believes he's financially oh, sound. Okay. Part of the reason. Part of the reason why he did not marry or propose to his girlfriend immediately or it took them five years before he did it was because he's one of those guys like, I don't want to bring them into, <clears throat> I don't want to enter a long-term relationship like this, like marriage, without having these current check marks or being financially Respect. stable. Respect. Okay? Respect. Okay. So in my conversation with Angel, I asked him, I said, so why is this so important to you? for her opinion why is, what does that mean so much to you and he said he doesn't necessarily know but he's never really had a strong mother figure he lost his mom when she when he was 16 and for whatever reason he feels or he believes that that's probably one of the reasons why her approval of him is so important okay he said so what should he do should he have a conversation with his fiance about how he feels or should he have a direct and more specific conversation with his mother-in-law what do you guys think um i'll go first um yeah well ahead. fortunately you know he's a grown-ass man um, with his own career and decisions he's made to secure himself so you know i would i would be more concerned if they were much younger but um, being the age that he's at, is, 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 you know, is, is, you know, the mother-in-law's opinion really uh, it shouldn't it should not 
I would not allow it to have that much weight, you know, on uh, on on on, uh, on on what is going to be a, a very important new chapter in my life, you know. And I've, especially when I've made the effort to uh, to clearly made the effort to make sure that new chapter is is fairly secure, you know. So you know, yeah, if you know yourself, brother, you know you're fine. You know, don't let her opinion of you, you know, water down what you've, what you've accomplished and set up for you and your lady. You know, at the end of the day, you know, that conversation you need to have is with her just to make it clear, just make it clear for her that, look, you know, this is the life I want to have with you. I don't, you know, your mom's opinion. I, I would hope that, you know, her his fiance's, uh, his fiance's perspective is not being shaped by the mother-in-law. It doesn't seem to be the case. You know, it seems that, you know, maybe his trauma from his, uh, from his own life is affecting, you know, is influencing his view here. But it really does not need to be that. It really does not need to be a factor. What's important is the new chapter you're entering with your, with your fiance, not your your uh, your, mother, your mother-in-law's opinion at this point. You know, it's not like it's not like you're some bum ass motherfucker. You're, you're clearly not a bum. You know what I'm saying? You're clearly not. A bum. So, this is kind of, kind of a moot point. You know what I'm saying? If you were 19 in college, being being stupid, I'd be like, well, fuck it. But grown as hell. Fuck it. Fuck that shit. Yeah, Angel, I wish you would have. Yeah, I, I would, Angel, I wish you would have begun this process of trying to gain understanding of where your potential mother-in-law stood before you put a ring on your future wife's hand, because of the complexity of the situation that has the ability to backfire and blow up in your fucking face it would have been wise bro if you would have had this conversation beforehand if this situation is causing you that much trepidation that you feel the need to have a sit down type of you know intervention ass conversation with your future mother-in-law you should have held on to the ring beforehand i don't think it was wise for you to do the proposal because clearly you having to sit down <clears throat> with your mother-in-law is not going to change her opinion it ain't shit that you're going to be able to say in that conversation that's going to convince her of viewing you differently now you got to go into that conversation with your mind made up <clears throat> that if it doesn't change her, if, her, if her view of you doesn't change that you want to develop a real quick i don't give a fuck what her opinions mentality right away in order for you and this is going to be a woman that's going to be in your life as long as you are married to her daughter and if you guys happen to reproduce even longer like, you need to have this conversation. And first of all, even before you have the conversation, I need you to address with yourself and someone else close to you why this particular thing is so important to you. Because there's a certain weight to this that it carries that, again, has some underlying undertones to it that from us listening to this little bits and pieces is concerning to me. Like, if I was your homie, I'd be like, bro, what is the actual fucking reason why you feel that you have to have a conversation with her in this manner? Why is it motivating and driving you in the manner that it is? Because this is not healthy, right? Then other side, what does your future wife think about this? What is she saying about this? And let me leave it on this point and I'll pass it on. In my personal experience, okay, 
Typically, when a mother-in-law is not a big fan of the current, it's because she still likes the ex. Go ahead, though. Hmm. Interesting. Come on, you've and never been the ex that the mother-in-law still liked? Every, every, every woman that I've ever been with, their parents love me. So, I don't know what that situation is like. That's been my record, been my record too. So, I've never had an issue with my ladies' uh, mothers. I've never had an ex before. I've only had my wife, so I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Like, it's old. <laughs> wait, 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 we're whores? I, yeah, yeah. Listen, I came into this show. I came into this marriage uh, full pure, blown pure, biblical pure, ass virgin. I don't know man. what you guys are talking about. Oh my goodness! I was birthed from the, from the womb to the tomb to be with my wife as she is. Oh my god! There is no exes. There's nothing behind me. Only her in front of me. That's all I've ever had. <laughs> yes, Elgin, you've saved yourself. We have it on record. <laughs> God damn it. No, but for me, the situation, yeah. the situation becomes, or the conversation becomes, what has his wife said to his mother that either caused or attempted to alleviate this distrust this feeling that she has that's the first question that i would be asking because let's keep it 100 funky we know that sometimes we meet people in our day-to-day -day lives whether at work at the gym whatever the case is and for whatever reason you just don't vibe with them you just don't get along that's very understandable but my question is not whether or not we should be vibing but if there is a and if there is quote unquote an antagonist in the background that's causing this or exacerbating the situation so that's first and foremost and given that you've had this conversation or at least based on what he's telling me that he's had this conversation with her about why he feels that his mother her mother's like of him is important what had once again what has she said to her mom and I'll, even outside of that how does that affect their relationship right is it still like in the back of her mind is she still like well you know anytime he may say something to her displeasure or do something to her displeasure is she in the back of her mind is it like oh well my mom my mom always said this dude wasn't good enough you know what I'm saying? And there's always there's that niggling in the back of your mind. You know what I'm saying? So that's the conversation that I think he should be having with her primarily. Forgo having a conversation. Have a conversation. Having a because conversation you say with, some your, shit with right your mother in law and it goes left. Yeah, like you never reverse it. You're mind. never gonna reverse it. And then you really are gonna cause potential cracks in your foundation, in your marriage. Like, bro, you just don't do it, man. Address that shit with a therapist or talk to your wife about it, but get yeah. to the root yeah, of why you feel like this. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awful idea. I mean, I can't yeah, see a, and, a, a and, positive and, upside of yeah, this shit at all. I, I, I would say the most important conversations with is with the is with the wife because yeah. chances are with a little a little prodding, a few questions, she knows what's going on. She knows exactly what. It has to be more than just she doesn't think you good She knows. She knows her mother. She knows her mother. But it's probably something that she's not comfortable, you know, admitting out loud or something. Or but something if hold on, hold on. Given what you just said, given what you said, now I will let you finish. But given what you just said, that's 
that sounds not only more reasonable, but that seems even almost more painful, right? Because mm-hmm. if you've gotten to the point that you want to say you're going to give the rest of your life to a woman and she wants, she feels either that you're not strong enough or that there's something that sensitive enough that she doesn't want to share it with you, that'd be a red flag for me. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, continue, Phil. No, I mean, you're right. Oh. That that would be a red flag, but, you know, but also, you know, a, a cause, you know, a good chance to, you know, really build your foundation correct. I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's something that's been influenced and co-signed by the, by the, by the mother. It's some kind of shared experience, like you said, an ex in the background that made, made a certain impression, you know, which, which is probably, you know, because when it comes to these relationships, you know, you know, they, you know, they, they, they form their opinions of what their children are and what they like and what they don't like and what they expect from them in the future. And when they meet different people, you know, they're going to form their opinions. Mm. Um, you know, whatever, you know, but yeah, the conversation, the most important conversation he needs to have is with, is, with, is with his wife. Because chances are she knows exactly what's going on, you know, and it's, it, it can, you know, that conversation will only help them. It's not about the mother. It's about them. Mm. You know? And bruh. If your wife, future wife, has known all along what the issue is and why your mother, her mother feels the way that she does and she hasn't shared that with you, knowing that that's been some shit that has stressed you out to the point that you're about to act a damn donkey, again, reconsider. <laughs> I mean, she might be in denial also. It might be That's an issue she may have to work out also. That she might be in denial of how her mother actually is. Until it's, until she's confronted with it, like, oh wow, mm-hmm. you know? have that conversation, bro. Have that conversation, Please. man, because because you know oh, your your wife may be maybe taking your mother in a completely different way, and you're like, no, she's disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't see that, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to. You know, kind of give them a little flick. You're like, yeah, this no, is reality. No, that's, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, when it comes Sometimes to our parents, parents we're rooted up. Yeah. Yep, we put our blinders on. We put yeah. our blinders oh, on. Oh, we're she's having just this messing with you. She, she's just yeah. that way. No, that way to where I want to send my sister to fight her. No, I, it, shouldn't <laughs> like it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. No, we should be. We should be cool, man. We should be cool. All right, let me ask you guys a question. I think we brief we briefly touched on it when we were doing our off the cuff. Do you think that there is a cultural component because he's Dominican? Um, as we've had this conversation, my African heritage leads me to whether ideally or not, right or wrong, to hold the parents of my spouse in a high esteem as well. Do you think that there's a cultural component to it as well? Because Elgin has a very I don't give a fuck attitude. And I think that's that that's chance. very, I think, that that. That, I think that's common for many African-American people. Because I've had this conversation before with other folks and they've been like, man, fuck what those people think. I'm not, like Elgin said, I'm, I'm not sleeping with them. I'm sleeping with this person. Well, you know what I mean? You know, I, mean I mean, you know, the family, the, the family unit was so vital and so important yeah. you know, to, to, to building community that marriage itself it was a, it was a matter of survival for generations you know so i can see how that weight you know of, of, of intermingling families and building new families can you know it can reverberate and have and have a you know a, have a, an added weight to 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 people like us in those times mm. you know, yeah. I, I, you know that, that's the impression i got from my you know from my my my, my people in jamaica and stuff mm. that, that we needed you know this family thing was very serious on all sides because no, that's all we have. Elgin, please we'll wrap it up with you. Please tell us where you get your I don't give a fuck attitude from. Just life in general, man. Just life. 
Uh, it's not even the fact. And again, I say I don't give a fuck. It's not a, a cold or malice behind it. It's just that I have other things that have more value in my life than another motherfucker's opinion who doesn't add anything to me. Yeah, you have like, very well-defined priorities. They don't, they, her opinion doesn't take away from me and who I am or my relationship until her opinion is allowed to influence things in my relationship. Mm. That's when things begin to change. And then I have to give a fuck in order to either salvage the relationship or to or get rid of it. Shit. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. 100%. Radio, I, dig it. I, I just destroyed your name. I, I want to call you, you fucking did. angel. I mean, I'm the Anhill. I mean, there was a kid in my school with the same name. We called him Anthony. Anthony Hamilton. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> called culturally insensitive. Is that Latino or is what? what that yeah, he's, he's, like I said, I told you he's Dominican, so it's like it's, that's oh, what I'm call him motherfucker Jose. That's easier. <laughs> Crush, how about you? Uh, Add move to on to the <laughs> The views and opinions of LG Bailey are not. Do not represent the In the Black podcast. What's in the Black podcast? It's oh, all me, man. all day. So, motherfucker. I'll put my own disclaimer out there. Well, uh, oh, Lord. Well, um, uh, I, I've got to I've got to address something that's been quietly circulating, uh, you know, amongst, uh, you know, Black Twitter and a lot of Black news sites. Um, it's, it's getting a little bit of attention. In, in mass media, but I, I, I knew this was something we had to touch upon at least briefly. Um, I don't imagine us talking too deep about it, but apparently leaders of the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation organization have come under criticism for purchasing a million-dollar property using donated funds and allegedly attempting to hide the transaction. <sighs> New York Magazine reporter Sean Campbell linked a $6 million California home to the organization after Patrice Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Melina Abdullah recorded and published a YouTube video to mark the first anniversary of George Floyd's murder. Now, um, I, I believe our show, our show was well documented um, with our honest and open criticism of any organization attempting to uplift our people. Um, you know, we're, we, we don't automatically endorse every body that says, you know, they want, they want our freedom. You know, they definitely have to legitimize themselves, but BLM in particular, um, has been a uh, uh, unusual, um, but again, my I guess in some ways, par for course kind of, kind of situation when you have one central or at least one seemingly central organization, uh, you know, you know, that is fixed, that is sub supposedly fixated on one cause, uh, for a very specific reason. Um, but uh, as time goes on and as it gains momentum. You don't notice how unwieldy it becomes. Um, you know, I'll never forget the initial conversations about the initial questions that began to spring around BLM when it became apparent that, you know, there was in uh, some kind of organization going on. One of the first questions was like, so who's, uh, who's leadership? Where's leadership? And got five, six different statements. <laughs> <laughs> about 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 what leadership was in BLM, mm. and so here we are. Um, yep. 
Yep. Um, what, so uh, please, gentlemen, uh, elaborate if you, if you care. Listen, listen, listen. I want to make sure I want to preface this and I'm going to give the floor to Elgin because this has been a craw in his bonnet, a thorn in his ass, the chap in his bonnet. chaps. Bonnet. Yeah, the chap in his chaps for shut up, Phil. The chap in his chaps for a minute. This I I know that I have salivating gotten, right now. Listen, I know he is. I know that I've gotten messages from people asking me why Elgin seems to be so averse to Black Lives Matter. Why he seems like such a curmudgeon, someone who just wants to inflame the movement. So I'm going to give Elgin the floor and let him burn them all. I want to give him the floor and let him explain why he feels the way he's felt. Where my lighter at? Cause... Burn them on! More fire! More fire! Come on, damn burn them. Let me, let me, let me be be as serious as I possibly can. Uh, first, I want to start off with an honest, honest response to Black Lives Matter Global Network. All right, because what you're seeing, these folks, these treacherous traitors, these grave robbers, these ancestral traitors commit against our people is one of the most insidious evil acts that we've seen take place on this scale since Al Sharpton being a snitch, right? Black Lives Matter Global Network is separate from Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter local organizations. One of the reasons why I've constantly been against Black Lives Matter Global Network is because I've done work with Black Lives Matter organizers on the streets. I've heard the stories of them being disconnected, disrespected, ostracized, and taken advantage of by Black Lives Matter Global Network. What we're seeing here now is some of the most insidious, vile behavior that we have ever seen before in my life. This is $6 million out of an estimate of almost $100 million that Black Lives Matter Global Network has collected. $6 million that they take into buy a mansion that they supposedly supposed to be using for content Six creators. million in cash. Let's make sure that's Six clear. million, Six million cash. in cash they bought this damn thing. Okay. God Six damn. million dollars that they have gotten off of the backs and the deaths of our black women, our black children, our black men that they have not given back. They have not funneled through. They have not created. They have not distributed all they have done was fatten their pockets. And I'm going to leave it on this is another component to it. If this would have been a group of black men who were performing this type of insidious behavior, the responses in the streets would be just a little bit different. I believe that part of the reason why the responses have been softer than it would be is because these are quote-unquote black queer women who have done this so black queer women we're looked to give them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt right in this situation these people do not deserve anything from us they deserve to be called out and, and, and listen 
the way we show up to boycott other things and to express our anger and angst towards other things is the same behavior that we should have towards these folks. When they speak at rallies, when they show up for things, we should be there calling them out, chastising and challenging them. My issue with Black Lives Matter Global Network for, since the beginning has been an inconsistency in their leadership and a huge mismanagement and mishandling of the funds that they have collected on the backs of the black deaths of black women, black children, and black men. They have not been able to give an accurate account, and I've seen too many of our people organizing, fighting against the very things that these motherfuckers have made millions of dollars off of. Many have gone to jail and have lost their lives in the process of the struggle, too. So. Countless. Yeah, so we can never understate that. I think one of the most fascinating parts is how much money they have been able to gain yeah. during the de during twenty yeah during twenty twenty. You know, there were a lot of foundations, a lot of organizations that said that they wanted to find a way to help, to motivate, to mobilize the cause, to help the movement, and tons of money at the counts of millions of dollars came in. I think for twenty twenty one, they said that they had collected a total of. 90 million dollars and that was already right. with 60 60 million dollars already in savings 60 million dollars in the bank they Where went ahead and bought to do what they went ahead and do bought what? this house six million dollars in cash over six for, over for six content thousand creation months. well they said they, well the way they said it was that they were buying this home at least according to patrice colors they purchased this home to be a multifaceted compound content creation was just one of them right if you believe her that's that's a totally different conversation yeah. she has since put out a statement she put it out on her instagram it was damn near eight nine pages long that she was basically like this is sexism and racism at its highest the way this article was written in the new york magazine um she directed the author who wrote the thing differently and he's uh, misconstruing her words and on top of that i am no longer part of uh black lives matter global network fund since Foundation. last year Yep, since last, last, year. last year may so they shouldn't even be pointing the finger at me they should be pointing the finger at whomever the new leadership is she has a point in that regard but part of the problem is that no one knows who the new leadership is well, then, uh, there we go and that's here we go back back to square one you, back to from square the beginning one. those no of us who are on the ground doing the work were skeptical of this because it, we asked those questions all right hold on how is the money going to be distributed from there to the local chapters, local organizations? And for a while, some of the local chapters were getting assistance, but that specifically was specifically to get them out of like they were they, getting in jail, arrested, helping yes, them to get out of. Yeah, that should stop quickly, right? And Patrice Colors, she just released a book earlier this year. Uh, something about being an abolitionist. She went on fucking Mark Lamont Hill's show talking about, you know, it, and again, Mark Lamont Hill is not a, a, a journalist who's going to ask her critical challenges. Questions. questions. I get it. That's not the platform that he has. That's not who he is. So it's not doing disrespect to him. He's playing the role that he's always played in the media field, right? So there's never been any critical in her face challenging for to hold her accountable like how do you hold millionaires accountable when a you don't know where the money is 
you don't know who the fuck you're holding accountable because she was smart enough to get off of the boat, right? And take the money, to hide the money, take the money, leave the money. No one knows. She hasn't been forthcoming well, with that. Let's, let's, before someone ends up giving us, sending us a cease and desist or a lawsuit, we don't know what she has done with monies. We just know that, like you said, no she was idea. smart enough the to money escape is, yep. before people started becoming more and more critical about where these monies have gone. Yeah, because monies, so, monies were spent while she was there. Yeah, yeah, and she was she was the head of that damn organization for a minute. Yeah, so you and I'm telling check, anybody, you man, check, mama. If you are doing any type of work for anyone, but in particular, if you're doing work in the community and you are organizing and money enters the picture, two things, be prepared, number one, always to give an account of every single penny. I'm telling you, be prepared to show receipts for every penny because people who are hurting and who need the most and who are the least are always going to question where the money is going. And you as a leader, be prepared to you be, be ready to have that conversation. You have to you be, ready. be ready to have that conversation. Yeah, I mean, yeah community or community organizations, you know, it has to be you know, financial transparency has to be a requirement. There's, yeah. there's no, the, the situation is too dire. Too, yeah. it's too per, it's too personal to, yeah. uh, to 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 muddy the facts. Um, yeah. you know when, when you're messing with people's lives, because mm-hmm. don't be afraid to say you don't have enough. Don't be afraid to show that you don't have enough money. At least we'll know what to do from that point. We'll right. work with you to get you the money. Then we'll, you know, what I'm saying at least be, you know, they're afraid of how the shit looks. That's why I've heard these motherfuckers say. Oh, mm. it's, it's a perspective, it's a perception thing. Say, no, man, if you're in the community, you'll be a part if you understand if you impart your sense of struggle to help them. Say, look, this is how much money I have right now. I'm trying to get here. This is where I'm at. And to be honest, you'll be surprised at how cats react. Let me ask you a question Bro. before Eldon jumps in because I know he's still f- uh, foaming at the mouth. Um, we've had folks like Tamir Rice's mom call them out from Jump Street. We've recently had Michael Brown Sr. been calling him out. A whole bunch of folks have been saying this, and they've been saying this for a while. Yeah. Well, why do you think it took so long for people? Because, and it's not even getting the mainstream, really the mainstream attention. Not Um, yet. Not yet. This is why, and this is why I say that. This is why I say that. It was written in New York Magazine, but it has been making this particular article has been making its way through conservative circles to lambast poison taint black the entire black lives matter movement but why do you think it's been taking so long to finally come to this conclusion like okay there's there's a problem here it's an unseen hand i think think it's and i think also when it becomes when black folks are dealing with large sums of money the idea is that we've always gotten it from some sleight of hand some nefarious way right we've never been able to yeah we've never been able to get money just from a we worked hard so it makes sense that these conservative motherfuckers are beginning to hop on this and again i bet you if you look back these motherfuckers had critiques and criticisms of these folks from jump Jump street Street. so they're just circling the wagon back to get to it so it's you know Mm. 
I think one of the biggest issues that Black Lives Matter has as a as an organization is the fact that it is so it is so uh, what's the word uh, splintered, right? Because many people cannot discern the difference between Black Lives Matter Global Network Fund or Foundation no, no. versus yeah. the Black Lives Matter chapters versus the actual Black Lives Matter. Uh, small groups, boots on the ground. Like there's so many different pieces and they all quote unquote fall under that BLM umbrella, which is one of the reasons why these conservatives, the Tucker Carlson's of the world, the Sean Hannity's and so on are so quote unquote, it's easy. It's, it's like a spray. All they have to do is spray and pray. All they have to do is just say, okay, well, look at Black Lives Matter. It doesn't matter that it's quote unquote, allegedly Patrice Colors. Anybody that's out there protesting boots on the ground, saying something about police brutality and, you know, you know, racial disparities is going to be painted with the same broad brush. You know what I mean? So, this is not the first time. This story, this this is not the first one of the stories. Remember, early in the oh. year, it was another story about similar where some she Patrice Colors specifically had bought a mansion. So this these stories are beginning to hold come on, on. out. Can you say that one more time. <laughs> it was a story earlier this year. Where she actually spent money on a mansion. I want to say she even spent the money and New York, the New York Post ran a story on it. Either she bought it in Canada somewhere. She bought it. It was a $3 million, I believe, mansion. Uh, and it was questioned about how she got the money. So slowly it's beginning to come forward and the questions are being asked, but I don't think this is going to be a situation where we're ever going to be, we're never going to get the answers, right? There's not going to be a tell-all movie, a tell-all book. No one's going to come forward. This is one of the great tragedies in black history where a organization that started with so-called good intentions was completely just railed by some foolishness man and you know they've always had an issue with with leadership from i know there was some we, some of these folks we never really completely agreed with but mm -hmm. it's interesting to see the d ray mckesson's the sean king's and all black lives matter movement whatever you want to call it all of a sudden there's all this infighting and people just start leaving and then you, no one know the point of contact is for lack of a better description mm -hmm. and then we start having these issues and now here we are how many years removed from michael brown and we're seeing these stories about the mismanagement of funds and it's, it's embarrassing it's crazy it's embarrassing it's crazy and unfortunate to be very honest with you man because like i said that broad brush that folks are starting to paint everybody with i know man everybody will get splattered right they, they I, might I mean, we're, we're, like, we're behind square one with this bullshit. The, the folks that <coughs> got boots on the ground, they don't deserve that type of... No, they don't. They don't deserve it at all. You know? Elgin, what do we have next on deck, man? All right, since we've been pissed off Black Lives Matter Global Network, we might as well piss <laughs> off some of the other organizations that are on some bullshit, too. Uh, we might as well keep it fucking rolling. Earlier this week, or I think it was actually last week, uh, California became first in the nation, California's first in the nation task force on reparations for African Americans have voted to direct state compensation to the descendants of enslaved and free black people who were in the U.S. in the 19th century. 
California reparations to be limited. Keyword, very important word, leads to a larger, broader discussion that I think certain organizations refuse to fucking have. But California reparations to be limited to descendants of enslaved people, task force decides. I'm going to get on the board first and tell you that this is an awful-ass idea, and this is going to cause more division amongst black folks than you have seen in a long fucking time. I am not for this idea. No. Um, yeah. The uh, the word of the day, apparently, is... Uh... Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Mr. Reparations is not for this. Oh, oh I mean, no, because ironically enough, the issue, and it's going to be the issue... Till the end of time with this shit, clearly it's going to be a, a word that actually rhymes with a part of his name, uh, eligibility. Um, you know, because when get, it comes down to this eligibility, that's when all of a sudden ADOS wants to want to come out ah, you know, on some rah rah shit. I'm like, um, you know, I. Yeah, I think it's going to be incredibly. I, I think it's going to be incredibly divisive. Yeah, this is the yeah, this this eligibility issue is going to put the kibosh on this shit, or 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 force it to morph into something completely different. I don't know. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know. If you're going to limit this only to descendants of enslaved Americans, right? You you can't. You, it, that causes division across the diaspora in ways. And I know Ados folks always say, well, if we get our money first, then we can help the rest of everybody. No, that's not how this shit works. They're not just going to give you a fucking check and then all of a sudden to say, okay, you know, now that we gave you guys one, maybe we'll give everybody. I think this is, like I said, I think this is very, very dangerous and divisive. I am for reparations. I'm not in reparation for reparations in the form of fashion that some folks are against. I just think this is not a good idea. This is not uh, right approach. Particularly, okay, so I want you to expound on that notion that this is going to cause a level of separation. Please, it's going to cause a level of separation from those other. African people across America, right? This idea that our African brethren and sisters come to this country just to be able to reap the benefits of this country is bullshit. Most of our African brethren and sisters who come to this country are trying to escape American influence or American-led imperialism that has ravaged their home fucking countries to force them to come to a quote-unquote better country in America. This idea that our African brother and sister are somehow trying to hustle and climb up the proverbial social ladder by coming to America because America is so much better is maybe is only part of the picture. You leave out the whole international component. And again, many of us don't have a good his, international politics 
anyway. So mm -hmm. we don't mm -hmm. understand how in these countries that many of our African brethren and sisters are fleeing are leaving because fucking either NATO then showed up, either mm -hmm. American and built a fucking another base there, or European some other nation, European yep. imperialism. So they come to this country to flee what is happening, not to just get a come up to get these magical fucking tax breaks that everybody thinks they have that I still to this day have not been able to see hide nor hair of I these tax breaks that, that y'all get. Yeah, y'all come over here, y'all get an extra hundred thousand dollars. And you, you don't have to file taxes for the first five years. Some other mythical, magical nonsense that I have never been able to see. That's why I think it's going to be divisive. I think if we as a people would stand together and unite in solidarity and come up with an actual plan, and that's part of it, there are a number of reparations groups out there. There's Ancobra, there's ADOS, you got them other knuckleheads, FBA, you got you got all mm -hmm, these motherfuckers mm -hmm. out there. No one has just a one idea. Everybody thinks that their plan is the best plan. You, one of the things that gets me very upset about this, not just the conversation about reparations per se, right, but about this uh, this discrepancy or strife between black ethnic people and African-Americans, right, is that you don't hear these same voices when other groups are allowed or enter into the country. They're not as vocal, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen, they've never been as vocal as they are when they hear that Africans and black Africans and black Caribbeans are coming into the country. Why do I say that? Because we've literally had thousands and thousands of uh, Ukrainian refugees enter into this country. We are planning on offering to planning on bringing in on, more please. to this country. They have yes. not only have they been found housing in many cases, they've been given monies in many cases. HBCUs across the country are have taken are giving them free schooling. Free schooling. These students that come over, they said they got a free ride off Jump Street. But you want to see the African that only came here with $5 in his pocket and still has to have a student visa see, and can't stay here long, you want to beef with him for, quote-unquote, taking a spot at a university that you somehow imaginingly got taken from you. I don't get it. See, that that's the thing. Like, uh, according to their idea, I would, be in, I would be ineligible because you don't want to acknowledge the fact that both my parents came from colonized nations. You know, I mean, you know, yes. the fact the fact that my father didn't even have pride in his country. He was raised to want to leave his country because Britain made you feel like it wasn't you know worth it. Was, but, it, was, it my guy. Britain, Britain, didn't, Britain didn't make my grandmother feel like it was home. And she had to raise eight kids there. And you want and so he's he's disqualified. Because he's from a, so so because you know Britain gets to sit back and be quiet throughout all this, of course, even though they're the biggest transgressors and, and they are part of my history, on you know whether I like it or not, you know. So but 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 because of that history, I'm in, I'm ineligible for any reparations, you know. Yep. We were lucky enough that we had uh, MSNBC 
uh, contributor Christina Greer on the show. Was it last year or the year before? Whenever mm-hmm. she, we, she, we had her on the show. And she came on and we had this conversation about how this ultimately is a utility, a tool of white supremacy to try and pit ethnic Black people against African Americans for these quote-unquote little scraps that we have when, a, you know, when at the end of the day, America has dollars for days. And we've seen that the way there are literally organizations and movements that are trying to bring more and more Ukrainian people here to this country. Like there are there are companies that have started it's, processes it's to say op- we op- have to save and help our Ukraine. So it's I'm like, I don't it's remember a, this. It's, a, ge- it's a genetic opportunity. And, but that's my that's my point though. So I don't remember and I don't remember this outrage. I don't remember this outpour of concern for Haiti. And I'll give you the difference. When with each atrocity that has happened in Haiti, it's usually let's send Red Cross, let's send money Come over on. there, Keep those going. sorts of things. No one has ever said, I have never heard anyone say, okay, let's bring over Haitian refugees into the United States to help them. They actually, they actually turn them back. You had white men on fucking horseback whipping them, sending them back. Yep. Saying that they don't want them here. And that's the, and, but again, according to many of the organizations who are cheering for this reparations move, are against those folks coming into the country. They're against that because they feel like those resources that are going to them should only be going to black Americans. See, you know, they you don't know, have that you know, type of this, view, this, man. This shit, this shit right here, I'm telling you, like they'll never well, it's, understand, it's they'll it's never understand the true power of the diaspora. Yeah, they, they refuse to ignite because I guess white supremacy taught them to centralize their fucking selves. Yeah, you understand? Know they, they 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 took that shit way. They took that shit into their fucking soul to centralize yourself <laughs> in the struggle. Get the fuck out. Yeah. But we've all suffered. Under, I'm saying we've all suffered under the same thumb of white oppression from beginning to end. So I don't see how you try to make that distinction. Like because then. And correct me if I'm wrong, okay, Elgin? Because I know you're in the street. You you have these conversations with these these folks, okay? If we suffer, if we're all suffering under the same thumb of oppression and have in many instances, right? It then becomes a, what do you want to call it? A pity Olympics, right? Like, oh no, you you guys don't understand what it was like. You guys were in the Caribbean. You guys were in Africa. You don't know what it was like for our folks to struggle here and vice versa. You know what I mean? Well, the distinction that they make is it's not about the suffering and whose thumb that we've suffered under, right? That's not what their argument is. Their argument is our ancestors actually built this country off of the back of their blood, sweat, and tears, and we're not giving their just due for it. So it's not oppression that they're arguing against. They're not arguing that other countries have suffered oppression by some of the same folks that we suffered here. It's based off of what we have built and done here that they're looking for repayment reparations for. That's the so how, for those groups. Okay. I'm glad that you've done you've you've given us some clarification. Then my question then becomes how far back are you willing to go? to say that this person deserves reparations. Why do I say that? Because Mm -hmm. we now call them African-Americans, right? The ancestors of enslaved peoples. Those enslaved people weren't white. 
they were African. So it's like you're trying to make a distinction that doesn't need to be dis distinguished against. You we're all African at our root in some capacity, right? They don't. Do I, I don't know. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking naively. I, maybe it's, maybe it's just me. They don't. I mean, they don't it, believe it, that. They don't believe that they are African at their roots. They do not believe and look at themselves as African. They look at themselves as Black Americans. American. Yeah, very specifically Black Americans. Yes. Mm -hmm. And here's my concern: is not only the divisive nature of this, right? The, that I believe is ultimately going to be divisive, but my concern is also for those people who feel like this is a foot in the door. Like this is somehow mm. going to open up and allow other other states to be able to do similar. And they highlight places like Evanston, Michigan, who gave out small reparations checks. But again, it, for one, it wasn't anything close to what you deserve, whether you think you're Black American or African American. It was pennies on the fucking dollar how it's just so many layers to it it's like how much money do you expect to get how are you going to disseminate the money right i would much rather them give us a consistent percentage off of the gross domestic product of this country so every year the gross domestic product of this country is like one trillion dollars that we would get a percentage of that as a people across the board a percentage of that every fucking year. So that means every time people go to the store to get a fucking Snickers, the motherfuckers are contributing to paying for the pain, hurt, and suffering of my ancestors. I think that in and of itself would be reparations. Any other idea outside of allowing us to get a leg up, right? Not, not, a gift, not free college, not any of that. I'm, shit, not let us pay taxes for fucking 10 years as a people. Give us something that is going to allow us to actually make a step up to close this racial wealth, wealth gap, gap that is mm -hmm. expanding. And the only way to do that is a massive redistribution of wealth. That frankly, now do you think there should be a reparations like thing is not going to happen? Gets it though? No, well, okay, no, we, uh, no, absolutely not. So black people, whether so long as okay, let's just I'm I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm gonna just put out a a scenario for you. Let's say you and your family, black, it doesn't matter if you're black Caribbean, black African, black UK person, whatever the case is, black European, if you are here in this country as a black person and you were here before twenty two thousand five, and they said we're gonna give reparations. Any black person that was here before uh, from twenty uh, from oh, before oh five should get reparations. Do you think that makes sense? I think it makes sense, but I I would take it even more even more radical. And I think this is why it's always going to fall short because people ref refuse to go to the most radical, definitive place. Every African, every Black person from Caribbean or across or whatever mm -hmm. of African descent has been affected by slavery and imperialism mm -hmm. across the board all of us that would mean to me if you've all been affected you all should get some fucking recompense for it everybody now the question becomes and the difficulty becomes again how do you dispense it 
who's responsible for dispensing it. And the only way for us to ever get to a position where that is a viable, feasible questions is if we actually unify to a degree. And I'm not saying unify to the point where we all agree on everything, mm -hmm. but at least agree on the basics, at least agree that everybody has been affected. All African people, people of African descent have been affected by white supremacy, slavery, and imperialism to a degree 20 million times higher than any other racial group in the world. And because of that, we deserve to have reparations for it. Can we agree on that? And then we can build everything else. Yes, yeah, start so building the foundation after that. I dig it. Makes perfect sense. All right. Now that we've pissed now. off Black Lives Matter Global Networks. And Eidos. Eidos. And again. Yeah, fuck all y'all too. But again, and, 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 and I know I say fuck them to Eidos people, but there are some genuine good folks that I've done work with in that organization, man who just believe that's the only way for all of us to get reparations is for a small group of us to get it first. I don't hold that opinion. I think it's misguided, but I did. That's, that's a dangerous game you're playing with, with, with that kind of attitude. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're yeah. sending the wrong message to the opposition. Mm -hmm. You're sending the wrong message to the opposition. I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you finished it with that, Phil. All right, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, Crush, what is up? Um, uh, well, for the most part, I just want everyone to uh, take care of themselves. Um, and uh, I want to send a shout out to all my friends and family who have uh, been looking out for the past couple of weeks. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, watch Moon Knight. That shit's crazy. Don't 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 do me like that. I think the second episode dropped. I haven't watched either one of them yet. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to it, jump. Watch that tonight. I've heard that it was some okay. <laughs> L, please. What's up, man? Yeah, I just want to give some recognition, man. This past Wednesday, Wood was the 54th anniversary of the murder assassination of Little Bobby Hutton. Little Bobby Hutton was a, the official first member of the Black Panther Party. If you remember in California, him, when he was killed, Eldish Cleaver and him were instructed to come out of the building. And when they were told to come out of the building, Eldish Cleaver told little Bobby Hutton to strip naked. Eldish did. Little Bobby Hutton decided that he wanted to keep some of his humanity and kept his underwear on. And that did not stop him from being killed so this past wednesday was the 54th anniversary of little bobby hutton being murdered remember the one thing that when we talk about the panthers we often neglect the age of these folks mm -hmm. little bobby hutton was 17 years yeah, old i was about to say 16 yeah 17 years old. 17 years old <sighs> What's up for me this week is uh, just a shout out to all of those people that are caregivers for their aging and elderly parents. Um, I've recently been blessed and tasked with uh, the, the responsibility of taking care of my aging mom after having some difficulties. And it has been a period of real introspection. Uh, a lot of conversations, 
it's been an interesting period. <laughs> I jokingly said that I online that I have not lived with my mother 40 plus years old. I have not lived with my mother in over 20 plus years. And she calls my name in this house and my cheeks clench up <laughs> like she's going to call me to come and do my chores or some shit. But like I said, I recognize the blessing and the opportunity that I have to have her here with me and to be able to take care of her. One, uh, one of my OGs told me one time, he said, once an adult, twice a child and that is that is that is the truth once an adult twice a child because even at this age as we get older because my humanity sitting my humanity my mortality sitting me right in my face is like one day i'm going to be in her position needing help from my kids in some capacity or the other so shout out to all those folks that are you know trying to put it together keep their families together and keep themselves together while they do it so Elgin, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Man, for all you motherfuckers who want to send me any hate mail for any of the shit that I said tonight, first off, before you send it, put in the subject line, I don't give a fuck. Uh, secondly, you can send it to at Elgin Bailey across all your social media platforms. Crush, please tell these people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, if you want to find me, especially if you are an aspiring artist, feel free to reach out to my Instagram at SB Methods. No doubt. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook twitter instagram come on over to our patreon you will not regret it make sure you check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com but as always until next time informed intelligent in the black, in the black. In the black. peace peace this is this is the in the black podcast in the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, you're all whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he, bro, man, a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all best with this. Like said, they my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen, them, I learn. Man, them listen, them, I benefit. Reporting, current event. Everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts. Bringing them to your residence. In your house, or your tenement. Listen, they hear intelligent. Body filled with melody. Power that's so ascending. Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, the your land is all facts. You don't like that before. In the black podcast, they on top. Who looks to watch black up here? Chat me down. In the black podcast, the your land is all facts. You don't like that before. In the black podcast, we all lost. They will not let them count. None of them can't trust. Yes.
just like that